Well, good morning, Cornerstoners. I guess we are getting used to this um, uh, going to church from home. Um, I know that I am, although it's going to be a bit strange this Sunday when I sit down with my Ugg boot and my bacon and eggs and actually watch myself preaching. But anyway, we'll get there when the day comes. Uh, I've been really enjoying our theme of the river this year and I've appreciated the messages we've heard recently about the difference between stagnant pond life and flowing river life, uh, the different messages we've heard about Jacob's well uh, and the fact that a well uh, you can secure, but the blessings are limited, whereas the river, the blessings are almost unlimited. Uh, and then last week, of course, Pastor Duane talked to us about the overflowing valleys of blessing uh, talked about in the Psalms. What a wonderful thing. I'm actually going to use the metaphor of a river in a slightly different way today. Um, rivers have a sense of flow. They're going somewhere. They're taking you somewhere. And I guess you could say our goal in life is to get into the flow of God's purposes and God's spirit. You don't need to strive when you get into a river. If it's a fast flowing river, it will take you where you are meant to be going. And in fact, if you're struggling, it usually means you're striving against where the river is taking you to be. In Jesus' conversation with the Pharisee Nicodemus in John chapter 3, uh, he talks about people who are led by the Spirit being a bit like the wind, blowing here, blowing there. Nobody really knows where it's going. And at the risk of mixing my metaphors, I think it's a little bit like this when we talk about being in the flow of God's purposes for our lives as well too. When you're in the river, you're not quite sure where the destination is. You hope there aren't too many waterfalls between you and that place, uh, but you're on your way and you're going somewhere. You can see to the next bend, but that's about it. So when it comes to being in, the, in God's purposes, I want to address two questions today. First of all, how do we get into the flow of God's river? And secondly, how do we know when we're in the flow or where perhaps we have accidentally gotten ourselves out of the flow and we're in some little backwater? I'll come back to the first part of that question a little bit later. But uh, when, it, when it talks about um, how we know whether we're in the flow, I want to suggest to you that Galatians chapter 5 has some clues for us here. I'm going to read to you from Galatians chapter 5 verses 16 to 26. It paints some pretty powerful pictures of two different ways of living or of being. So I tell you, live the way the Spirit leads you. Then you will not do the evil things your sinful self wants. The sinful self wants what is against the spirit and the spirit wants what is against the sinful self. They are always fighting against each other so that you don't do what you really want to do. But if you let the spirit lead you, you are not under the law. The wrong things that the sinful self does are clear. Committing sexual sin, being morally bad, doing all kinds of shameful things, worshipping false gods, taking part in witchcraft, hating people, causing trouble, being jealous, angry or selfish, causing people to argue and divide into separate groups, being filled with envy, getting drunk, having wild parties and doing other things like this. I warn you now as I warned you before, the people who do these things will not have a part in God's kingdom. But the fruit that the Spirit produces in a person's life is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified their sinful self. They have given up their old selfish feelings and the evil things that they wanted to do. We get our new life from the Spirit, so we should follow the Spirit. We must not feel proud and boast about ourselves. We must not cause trouble for each other or be jealous of each other.
This very powerful passage in Galatians talks quite distinctly about two ways of living, two ways of being. And I think it describes quite well what it means to be in the flow of God's purposes and outside the flow of God's purposes. And I think it's a useful thing from time to time in our lives to stop and do a kind of a spiritual stock take and to look at where we're at. And these can be pretty hard truths to face up to in our lives. And this list is not a bad one to look at. We need to be very honest with ourselves and ask God to show us those areas in our lives where perhaps we're not really in his flow, where we're not doing things the way he wants. And this list is a pretty confronting list. So do we find ourselves attracted to inappropriate sexual activity or pornography? Do our recreational activities and partying get a bit wild from time to time? And there are certainly plenty of false idols around these days to worship, even if they're not made of wood and stone. Anything that threatens to take God's place in our life can be an idol. And idols aren't necessarily things that are bad. They might be things that are quite good. But if they have suddenly put themselves in a place in our life that is above our commitment to God, they become a problem to us. They become an idol. And they can be everything from your work, to your sport, to your family, to music, uh, to shopping, uh, any kind of thing can be an idol. And unfortunately, all of us are susceptible to temptation in that area from time to time. Maybe those things aren't particularly uh, a, um, a temptation for you personally, but what about the rest of that list? And here's the things where, that I find really good to reflect on in my own life. Maybe things like anger, jealousy, selfishness, creating divisions, constantly falling out with people. I think if those things are a regular characteristic of our lives, we need to stop and ask ourselves, am I really in God's flow if the way that I'm going is producing that kind of a result in my life? And who of us have not struggled with those things from time to time? But you know, sometimes people just seem to attract that kind of relationship with people. And we really need to reflect if that's the case for us. They're kind of markers uh, for not being in God's purposes. Then of course in that wonderful list there are the positive side of the ledger as indicators of being in step with God's Holy Spirit. So we ask ourselves the question, do our lives ooze love and joy and peace and goodness? Those things that are the fruit of God's Spirit. Does our character display a good measure of faithfulness, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. Let's be honest with ourselves. I encourage you as I encourage myself to sit down and honestly assess your life and say, are these the things that are flowing from me? And if they're not flowing from me, perhaps I need to think about how much I'm in the flow of God's purposes for my life right at this particular point in time. And so the second part of the question today is, if I uh, find myself out of God's flow or in a little backwater somehow, how do I get back into the flow of God's purposes for my life? How do I get back to really being there right in the middle of, of God's purposes? Now, I have to confess at this particular point, I'm not someone who easily hears the voice of God. I envy people who have that particular gift. Um, I'm more like someone who sort of crashes around in the bushes, trying this and trying that, and eventually finding myself on the right path. But I have to say, as I've gotten to this stage in my life, as I look back over the path that God has taken me, I can see that he has led me to where I am now. 
And so I was in two minds. Am I the sort of person to talk to you about um, finding guidance from God if I'm someone who struggles with it uh, because perhaps you might learn from my struggles or am I completely inappropriate because I don't know what I'm talking about, but here I am. So obviously the first one is what we've chosen. Now, here are some things that I think have helped me over the years to stay in the flow of God's purposes for my life. And I share them with you now. The first one is to take time to listen to God. Sometimes we're very good at talking to God, coming to him with a kind of a shopping list, but to actually take time to listen to God. This current um, COVID experience has actually gifted us time, more time. And to my shame, I have to say, I have tried to fill that time with all sorts of other things when I could have been spending more time listening to God. But it has been a bit easier with that space in our lives to really stop and to listen and to find out what God is saying. And sometimes discerning that small, still voice can happen when you take the time to listen. The second thing is in our lives to soak all of our decisions in prayer. I'm inspired by the fact that anytime Jesus was about to make a major decision, he went away by himself and prayed. He spent those 40 days in the wilderness before he started his ministry praying. And I think if we pray about the things that we, um, the decisions we have to make, the things that we need to do, God will lead us. We will find ourselves making better choices. The third thing is to actually be willing to obey. When we ask God to show us what to do, will we actually go along with that if it's very clear? Or will we say, mm, you know, actually, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I'll go this way instead. And I know there's been a few times in my life when I've been faced with a choice and I've had to bring it before God and in a sense lay it on the altar and say, God, is this what you want me to do? If you don't, I will put it aside, even though I'd love to do this. Uh, and when you do that honestly, and when you open that up to God, uh, being willing to obey, then he will lead you in the right direction. Fourthly, to seek the counsel of wise mentors, those people that God has put into our lives who are experienced, who have been down the path, who we know are godly people, uh, people who are willing to help us along the way. And I have to say, in this area of my life, I've been incredibly blessed with a lot of people who are a bit older than me in the Christian faith and who are wonderful examples to me, wonderful mentors. And their counsel at different times, just bouncing ideas back and forth with them has been incredibly valuable. If they're really good, wise mentors, they won't tell you what to do. They'll actually just reflect your ideas and help you to come to a conclusion for yourself because we don't want to follow other people blindly, but we do want to listen to their advice and to their warnings. Fifthly, and this is an interesting one, I think it's good to just use common sense. Uh, a lot of people overlook this one when they're trying to work out God's purposes. If you feel that maybe God is leading you to be a part of the worship team at church, but you actually find it really hard to hold a tune, it may be that you're not really hearing the voice of God quite correctly. If you're a student at school and you really feel that maybe you're meant to be a, an astrophysicist, but you're only getting good solid Bs in maths, you might need to rethink your goals and your desires. So using common sense in terms of what our giftings are and what our experiences are can really help us to work out where, what God wants us to do and how to get into the flow of his purposes for our lives. The sixth one, and this one's possibly the most important, is to study the scriptures. Now, I don't mean here to kind of magically say, well, Lord, I need your guidance. I'll open up the Bible with my eyes closed, put my finger in here. What do you want me to do? 
oh, Judas went out and hung himself. No, that's not something that always ends well, okay? I'm not talking about using the Bible in a kind of a magical way. I'm saying know the scriptures thoroughly so that you know the general will and purposes of God and you're not going to make any mistakes in that area. For instance, if you feel that God is leading you to marry someone who's not a Christian, who's not a believer, um, I would really question uh, your discernment of God's voice because it says clearly in the scriptures not to become involved with people who aren't Christians at that level. So, you know, he's not going to lead us to do something that is actually against his word. The seventh one is uh, to look for, look for signs when it's appropriate. Sometimes God uses signs to lead us, not always. But I have certainly found that with the bigger decisions in my life and the most important ones, that God has given a sign of some sort. I remember one of the best examples of this for me was when I was considering going to work for Scripture Union. Uh, and I was at that time at a church, Kangaroo Point Uniting Church, Charismatic Uniting Church, but I was teaching out in the country, so I actually was away from Brisbane. Um, another woman had come back to that church who'd been overseas for a couple of years and we'd never actually crossed paths. And one Sunday I was back visiting the church trying to discern whether or not I should um, apply for this Scripture Union job. And I went out the front for prayer and this woman came and prayed with me. And without asking me why I was there, she began to pray. And she began to pray very earnestly in the area of making decisions. And she, she prayed that God would guide me to make the right decision, even though she had no idea of my circumstances. When she finished praying, she then said to me, well, she said, my name's Kathy, what's yours? And what was all that about? And it was just lovely. We're, we're good friends to this day, but sometimes God will send a sign of some sort when it's a really important decision. The last thing that I look for in my life, and this is an unusual one, is I look for hornets. Yes, those little waspy things that fly around. What do I mean by this? Well, I was reading just recently in Joshua, the last chapters of the book of Joshua, and it says that when the Israelites moved into Canaan, that God sent the hornets to drive the Canaanites out of the land. That's a form of, um, of guidance, actually. And sometimes I've found in my life, when I'm trying to work out whether it's time to finish up something, a season of what I've been involved in and move on to something else, uh, that God needs to move me along a bit. And sometimes he'll send a hornet or two into my life, something that just makes me feel a little unsettled, a little uncomfortable. And it just might be that that's a sign that God wants you to move on. Once or twice I've been silly enough to hang around too long and I get a whole swarm and then I know it's time to go. So the hornets are another perhaps less talked about method of guidance that God uses. So let me ask you today, where are you in the flow of God's river? Have you just jumped in and you're busy waking, making your way out to the middle? Are you in the middle, hurtling along at a good pace, really feeling like you're in the flow of God's purposes? Have you drifted into some sort of a backwater and you're really kind of stuck and you're not quite sure how to get back into the flow? Maybe you're shipwrecked on a rock in the middle of the, um, in the, middle of the river. Or maybe, actually, you're still on the bank blowing up the boat. You haven't really gotten into that river. Wherever you are today, I encourage you to get into God's flow, to read the scriptures, to pray, to be willing to obey, to take that time to listen to God. And I pray that you too will find his purposes and find yourself in the flow. Because when you're going down a river in some sort of an inflatable boat and you can see the beautiful scenery and you know you're going somewhere, it's a wonderful feeling. One of the highlights of my time at Scripture Union, one of the activities I enjoyed most was a camp I did in North Queensland along the Tully River. 
um, a whitewater rafting camp. I learned a lot about rivers um, in that particular experience and it was, it was such a wonderful thing to be in the flow of the river, to be navigating your way around obstacles and to be knowing that you had a destination to get to. So my prayer for you today is that you too will find yourself in the flow of God's purposes in this wonderful river. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we all need to get into the flow of your purposes and those of us that have been on the river for a while need to make sure that we haven't drifted into a backwater or we're not stuck on a rock somewhere. Please help each one of us to apply the principles that we know to stay in your purposes for our lives, to listen to your spirit, to read your word, to take the time to listen to you, to learn from each other, to look for your guidance in all the different ways that you provide in our lives that we might stay in that flow and fulfill our destiny, the destiny that you have for us, your purposes in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.